You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. What's up, guys, and welcome to Straight from the Chess Podcast. My name is Justin Groth, and I'm your host on this personal development and growth podcast. Listen, if you're new to the show, I just want to take this time. I want to welcome you. Thank you for being here. And if this is your 50th, second, or 350th time tuning back in, thank you for tuning in and giving me your continued support and listenership of the podcast. It means a lot to me. Listen, please extend this podcast to somebody who you feel would, would value from it and please link it on your uh, any kind of uh, your Instagram, Facebook, uh, social media of any sort. Please link to the pot or from the podcast with the podcast rather there, straight from the chest. If it's on Instagram, at me as Justin Craig Roth and I'll be sure to mention you in the stories. And uh, please subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere there's a podcast, we're there, all major platforms. And uh, YouTube as well. We just started that. Try to get us to at least 100 subscribers by the end of the week. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it very much. But uh, anyways, without further ado, I got I to gotta re-welcome a friend of mine, Sledge. Second time doing the podcast, man. It's a honor to have you back. Thank What's you, up, bro. man? How you doing, boss? Good to have you, bro. Bro. So it's good, man. It's we, good. Like I got a smile on my face, bro. Like I'm, I'm just happy to be here, bro. You know, I'm happy to be living. You know. Yeah, man. Well, you know, when you first came through the door, I for we I asked, you know, how everything's been, you know, and you're like, man, life is good. You got a lot of good yeah. things coming, and I was like, I, I had to stop myself. I told you, I had to stop myself from asking a bunch of these questions because I wanted to get right into it there, but yeah. I knew that it wouldn't be as authentic if it wasn't on the mic first. Right. So we we decided to save it all for the mic. So really, we haven't discussed anything. Nothing. We literally kind of looked at each other and we're like. What's up? We'll just save it for this. All right, cool, yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, you know the deal. So let's get into it, man. Where do you want to start? Oh, man, where do I start? Well, last time we, we I was here, um, I was not in a good mental place. Anyway, anyway, shape and form. You know, I recently got released from Ring of Honor. And having your dream job, you know, and everything that you wanted to do, and and you, 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 you hit that pinnacle, you hit that, and then all of a sudden, that carpet got ripped out from underneath you bro like it was so um brutalizing i guess would be the best way to put it you know and just hit me hard mentally because i mean it's just it was just very hard for me because like i worked my ass off to get there like i worked my ass off to get there and for the carpet just to be pulled out from underneath me man just put me in a really bad funk and I don't drink and I don't do any drugs. So what I go to is I go to food. My food is my crutch. So when I was here last time, I was probably like 20 pounds heavier than what I am now. You know what I mean? And I was just in a very dark place. I didn't care about shit anymore. Right? I'd just sit on Twitch all day and just, eh. If people view me cool. If they don't, eh. You know, I was burning relationships that I had like with personal friends because I was so bitter that they were out doing wrestling and I was sitting at fucking home, you know, just mentally in just a fucking bad place, bro. Ready to just be like, well, I guess I'm done wrestling. Fuck it. Now what? You know? And, um, it took a trip. I went to a Texas and you know what, you know what it what's crazy is like, you know this, you're a personal trainer. People invest 
in you, right? So they want some kind of return in that investment, right? And I'm in such bad shape and I'm in such bad shape mentally that I can't give them what they paid me to come out and do, right? So now I feel bad because I can't perform at the level that they were expecting me to while I was on television. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it took a hard knock in the head would be the best way to put it. Um, I ran into a, a, uh, we were, I was in Texas and a buddy of mine named Chase Owens, um, I was staying at his house and you know, he's like, Oh, let's go to the gym. And I haven't been in the gym in eight months, like here and there, but like not really having the drive to work out anymore. And what helped me mentally a lot was working out, helped me out tremendously, right? Get all that anger and frustration out on those fucking weights, you know, and I'm not doing that. So all that anger and aggression is building up inside of me and I'm taking it out on people that I'm driving on or, you know, I'm driving and I'm fucking yelling at people or I'm, I'm pissed off at this. I'm pissed off at that. And I'm just fucking angry at the world. Right. And after I got back from Texas, like I did, I did a show at Texas and bro, I was like 300 pounds. Like all you six, three. Yeah, dude, I was like 300 pounds. Like, I was close to it. I was like 285. Depends on what I ate that day. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, how much shit I consumed that day, you know? Taco Bell, Burger King, fucking... Dude, I Pop-Tart addiction like a motherfucker. So your go-to was fast food? Fast food or um, sugar. Reese's, fucking... Oh, Reese's are my shit. Brother. Yeah. Brother, Reese's are my shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, I would have people on stream... You know, my community is so great on stream, right? That they would send me snacks. I would have boxes, bro, of fucking hoagies and fuck, not whatever they were like, like the fucking cakes and. Oh, yeah. Fucking hostess. Hostess yeah. and fucking, you name it, bro. They were just sending it to me, right? Because I was like, oh, I want to try this. Oh, I want to try that. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll get it for you. Right. Which I love my community community. I would be nowhere right now without my Twitch community. My Twitch community is doing is fucking phenomenal. And they support me on fucking everything. We'll get, we'll get into that. Sure. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm sitting in the ring and PCO who I had a great rivalry on TV with was a guy I was wrestling PCO PCO. What's that stand for? Uh, Pierre something, something. PCO. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. He That's was, informative. Yeah, yeah. He he's like fifty. He's like fifty something years old, right? But he is literally not human. I swear, this guy does not get hurt. You could do anything to this guy. He walked twenty four hours without stopping, just to use the bathroom. I could do that, dude. His feet. Dude, I could do that, brother. He says his feet were so blistered up. I could do that. There's no problem, dude. He <laughs> running, running would be a different story. He, uh, he cut out a piece of his own flesh in his chest to eat, to eat. Shut the fuck bro, up, bro. On a shoot. I swear. I, f oh dude, he's fucking nuts, but he's the coolest fucking dude because he's been through everything in the wrestling business to being released from every single company to, you know, reinventing himself and now being one of the biggest and hottest things on television right now and on impact wrestling to being in down in the dumps and not knowing what the fuck to do. 
You know what I'm saying? When guys like me, all we know is pro wrestling. All we know is wrestling. Because that's how we made a living is wrestling. You know? So he sat me down. And he's like, he just looked at me. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, he's like, you look like shit. I was like, yeah, man, like, uh, you know, I gave him all the excuses and all this shit. And he's like, you heard from impact? And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, I could probably tell what tell you why, you know? And I'm like, uh, okay. You know, and I wrestled him that night and, uh, he fucking blew me up. 52 year old man blew me up. He's like 52, 55 blew me up. Meaning I was fucking gassed and we only went 10 minutes and I was gassed. Went to the back. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. Fuck. You know? And uh, he's like, sit down. Like, he was like an uncle to me. He's like, sit down, dude. Like, what the fuck's really going on? What's wrong? You know, what is what is, what is, is up with you? You know what I'm saying? And um, I just told him, dude, I just can't get out of this funk. Like, I, I tried. Like, and I didn't. I could say I tried everything, but I didn't. You know, that'd be a lie. Like, I tried everything, man. I tried to go back to the gym and... Da, da, da. Bro, it was so bad, dude. And it's it's gonna sound so bad. Like I'm, I, but we're here. We're coming. We're coming from the chest, right? Yeah. Bro, it would be days without me showering. <laughs> Bro. Oh shit. Days man. without me showering. Because you were just too just lazy so to shower. Miserable and fucking lazy, bro. Dude, I've been there, man. Where I don't want to shout, dude. My showers last a long time, man. Because I'm so anal in particular about how I clean myself yeah that I will that will that will right there take me out of the running from wanting to shower but I just fucking do it anyways because I don't want to not shower right. you know but I understand man like you being lazy and shit and then all these other things compounded on you yeah. mentally it does make you want to do that that sort of thing for yeah. sure it, like it was dude I would I think the longest I went was like a week like it was bad bro because it's just me like I don't give a fuck like who you know what I'm saying like yeah. I, I'd never go outside you know I wouldn't ever go outside my neighbors would be looking at me like fuck is wrong with this dude big old fucking beard you know like it was it was bad bro it was fucking you know and uh, it was PCO sat me down Chase sat me down and another guy named Shane Taylor sat me down and it was so crazy because it was all happened like it, it was it was one of those things like something in the universe happened where I was in the right place and I needed to hear all of this to get my head out of my ass. And then a good buddy of mine who I've wrestled a bunch of times, he's on NWA television, you know, uh, named Tom Latimer, um, text me literally within 24 hours after talking to PCO, uh, you know, Chase and Shane going, bro, what the fuck? What is wrong with you? Like, what can I do to help? Is like exactly what he said. He's like, I saw you at Mania Weekend. You look like shit. He goes, I wrestled you. I think you wrestled me a couple months before, after I got released from Ring of Honor. So I was still in fairly decent shape. You know what I'm saying? And he saw me at Mania Weekend. I wrestled him again at Mania Weekend. And he just, and that was in April. And he's like, you look like shit. You know? And now from Mania Weekend, from April to, you know, August, I gained more weight, you know, I don't want to take pictures on my Instagram and I'm a fucking huge into social media and I'm so embarrassed with the way I look that I don't even want to post pictures on Instagram, you know, even if like the angle's right or, you know what I'm saying? 
I was so, I was so embarrassed to do it, you know? And, uh, it took them to really get my head out of my ass and go, Hey bro, you still got some shit in the tank. Like you're not as old. Like I turned 37 in two weeks on the 28th of this month. I still got life in the tank. You know, I still have goals I want to go after. I still have shit I still want to do in the wrestling business. And age is just a number. And my body is pretty good. Now, when I got that heavy and I wasn't working out and shit like that, boy, did my body hurt. Yeah. My body hurt. Sitting here last time with you, when we were sitting high up, Mm -hmm. brutal. My back was on fire. (laughs) You you held it well. You held your posture well. Bro, it was hard. I'll tell you that much. And then I walked out and I was just like, oh, God, fuck, help. And I got, oh, fuck. You know, like, yeah, it was pretty brutal. Um, But I uh, I got home and I really took a look in the mirror and really took a look at, you know, myself and what I want. And... Bro, I'm like 20 pounds down right now. I feel uh, this is probably the best I've felt all year, honestly. And I'm gonna, I like, I'm tracking all my macros now. It's crazy. I never fucking did that. You know, I always had somebody do it for me. You know, I always had, you know, like, uh, like our buddy Cole. You know, we would, I would, I would have him do it. You know, like, oh yeah, here's your diet. Da, da, da. No, I don't need to eat the same thing every single fucking day as long as it sticks in my macros. You know what I'm saying? And that's all stuff that I'm learning. I didn't. Yeah. Flexible dieting. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I had to eat chicken and rice and broccoli for f- five meals a day and fucking bleh, you know, to some, for some people that works best because it staves off cravings, right? Mm-hmm. When they dabble in like a pop tart here, a pop tart there to make their macros. Yeah. It can veer them off the wagon, you know? So sometimes it's good to be bland like that, but that's a certain, that's only a fit for a certain psychological profile. Maybe that doesn't fit for yours. Right. And I try, like I've been tracking everything and I eat clean now. I don't eat sugar. You know, um, I drink a gallon of water plus a day, you know, and I'm getting back into how I was before I got signed to ring of honor because that's the motherfucker I want to be. I want to be fucking feared in the ring. I want people to look at me and go, that motherfucker's real. Not like the Joe Schmo that looks at the, you know, that works at the fucking local liquor store. You know what I mean? Because that's exactly what I look like. But to kids, I need to look larger than life. To people that pay money in those seats, I need to look larger than life. Larger than life. And I'm not larger than life right now. I'm, uh, I'm the cable guy that showed up at your house to install your cable. And all of a sudden, he's in the ring. I don't see you that way, but well, I appreciate. I, I, that. I, I know you. that you see. You, you understand the the. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, like that really kicked in, man, and I feel great. Um, my goal, and I'm very goal oriented. I'm a very goal oriented human being. If I see a goal, I go after that goal, and I think that was one of my biggest problems when I was in my funk. I had no goals. Mm. I had nothing to achieve. I had nothing to go after. So then I'm just like, Ugh. you know, so now I actually have a goal in mind and I'm going to compete next year in bodybuilding. No shit. Yeah. I know. I was going to, sh- I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to get shocked on that one. Who set this for you? I did. You did. That's something you've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to do. Really? I've never, I've, I've never believed that I had the body enough to step on stage. 
because I wasn't disciplined enough mm-hmm. mentally. But Fresno is coming up at the end of April. And I want to compete in Fresno at the end of April. That's and, an NPC sanctioned event? Yeah, you know? I believe so, yeah. And uh, I, I want to do uh, the one with the board shorts. I think it's like classic or no. Uh, physique. It's physique. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just to start. Yeah. To see how I like it. But that's my goal. And my goal is to get down before I do my hard cut is to get down before the end of the year down into the 230s. Because then I can do the hard cut to 205. And I'll look good at 205. Yeah, you're going to look like a totally different human being. Yeah. So right now I weighed in on, at mo- on Monday. I weighed in at like 268, right? It said, my fitness pal, now do I now do I believe it? Eh, maybe. It said in five weeks, I'll be down to 254-ish. But that's like not tracking my workouts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing like heavy cardio in the gym. I'm in the gym, dude, at like 6.30 in the morning. I'm working out until like almost nine, you know? And I have, I'm one of those guys who like needs to be structured, I need everything to be in the right place at the right time and structured or I feel fucking yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I need to wake up like it, it, it needs to go like paint by numbers with me. Wake up. I need to brush my teeth. After I get done brushing my teeth, I need to take my dogs out. After I get done taking my dogs out, I need to grab my, I need to grab my bag, uh, grab my towel, go to the gym. You know, after that, come home. I have to shower. I have to shower a certain way. Right. It's just, it, it really is like boom, 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 boom. And I realized that that's how I am. And it took me almost 37 years to figure out that's how I am. And that's how I need to be. Same thing with eating. I need to eat. And I'm fasting. I'm fasting too. So I, I ate my first meal before I came here. And then I'll go and eat my final meal with a protein shake. And then I'll fast until 430 the next day mm-hmm. and just have water, you know, and some tea. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I almost leaned off fully off caffeine and I'm a huge caffeine head. You know what I mean? But yeah, I have not really done like a whole lot of caffeine and my mind is open. It's, it's alive, dude. And I can understand why, you know, there are a lot of things that were impairing you to say the least. Yeah. And now you have let go of those impairments is there anybody coaching you for the contest? Are you doing this kind of solo? I have I have a buddy named Jordan uh, Clearwater. He works for NWA and he's done a couple bodybuilding competitions. And he is coaching me. And then I also have my buddy Christian, who's 5.5 weeks out from doing a bodybuilding competition. Um, and he is also coaching me as well. They both said you need to be in the 230s to be able to do the hard cut because you won't, you won't make it yep. if you don't. Are they checking in on you weekly? Yeah, they check in. I just talked to Jordan today. Okay. Yeah, he checked. He, I sent him. I sent him that, and my buddy Les too. I think you know Les. He works at Cal Poly. He's like, "Yo, bro, like you're really heavy right now. What the fuck, you know?" And like, he he's helped me out tremendously as well. So I have a good support system in my corner right now to see me succeed to go towards April, and that's my goal is to go towards April. Now yeah. I have other goals too. We haven't got there yet. But yeah, that's my main fitness goal right now is to compete in April, to get on that stage. I love it, man. I picture it. Me go, the fuck go. You know, I picture it in my mind. And if I could picture something in my mind, I could fucking make it happen. I agree. I think you can too, man. (laughs) Even though that's a whole different monster. 
Yeah. You know, getting down to sub sub six, seven percent body fat when your body has never seen that ever. It's a uh, mental game. It, it's it's crazy. However, I will say that the coaching is going to be something that's going to be irreplaceable in the process of you getting to that stage because everything is cool now and everything's going to be cool probably up until January, February, right? right? But those last couple of months are going to be the telltellers of if you have what it takes and not only psychologically, but when what happens when your body gets down to a level that it's not comfortable with, and maybe that's a that's a body fat percentage of even let's say fifteen percent because it likely hasn't been there for a very long time and it's adapted a certain metabolic set point right now or body fat set point right now, right? Which it's arguable it's arguable of what that is, but let's just say that when you drop to around a fifty percent, that's that's a that's a lean enough to be. To, for your for your stature to be like this is too lean, you know what I mean. This yeah. is too fucking lean, and that body fat percentage is different for everybody based on their conditioning levels, what they stay at year round, etc. Right? Their body will adapt to a specific body fat set point that it's comfortable with, at maintaining, etc. Well, when that happens, you better have somebody that knows exactly how to get navigate you out of that wreck, that psychological wreck, and keep you focused on the goal at hand. It's not to say that you can't keep yourself focused because I believe that you can. Right. Also somebody that knows how to manipulate your cardio and or foods simultaneously to not drown you out to the point where you're like, I don't care about a contest anymore. I'm fucking in survival mode. Right. Right. Because that's a real thing. And a lot of people cack out four weeks prior because everything gets way too severe and they didn't do it. Pro- I don't say prop because there are many ways to skin a cat here, but they didn't do it. They were, they were working too hard in the beginning and they, and they pulled so much in the very beginning that now they have nothing left to give and their body's not changing. Right. Right. And then at that point they just, they get frustrated and like, fuck it. And it's not just the frustration. It's the fact that They've given everything into this and they still can't lose those last four pounds or whatever. And it gets so bombarding mentally, physiologically on them that not only are they not in the right headspace because of the deficiency in nutrition, but they're putting all this work into every single day at work effort into their workouts or cardio. And it's bleeding, sucking them dry in their, in the other areas of their life, relationship wise, personal wise, etc. Yeah. that they just end up fucking falling out entirely. I've seen it happen. I had a buddy who was, well, he's an ex buddy now, but was getting ready to do bodybuilding competitions and he was only a couple weeks out and he couldn't do it. And he's a, he, he signs up for him and then he backs out, signs up for him and he backs out. Right. And you know, and that's a mental thing, you know, it's a mental struggle. Right. And I think that's one of the challenging things that I'm looking forward to the most is to see how far mentally I can push myself because I love a fucking challenge. Like I said, I love a goal. I love a challenge. I love to see how far I can physically push my body to get down to that 6% that, you know, whatever percentage I need to, bro. I haven't had abs in years. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm just excited to step on that stage and see if I can legit fucking compete. Because it's something I've always wanted to do. It's something I've always dreamed about, even as a kid. 
when I see all these big fucking badass wrestlers that are fucking jacked and abs and fucking big and shit, you know, and I, and you know, they're former bodybuilders and all this other shit, dude. I've always been fascinated with it. And it's like, if I can do it, if I can mentally put my head in it, I can fucking do it because I truly believe that if you're mentally strong enough, you can do fucking anything in this world. Mm -hmm. Agreed. A lot of those guys that you look at are on gear though. I, and I, and yes. the gear makes it 20 times easier. Right. Especially in the very depth, the very end deficit stages of a bodybuilding competition. Prep. Right. You, they don't feel the same as a natural bodybuilder. They don't go through the same shit as a natural bodybuilder does when they're in the deficit stages three, four weeks out because well, those drugs help them maintain a certain physique, a certain glycolytic load. Yep. So they, they help them to maintain fullness, etc. far over a natural, which can be mentally less jarring for the competitor. And so, you know, it depends on, obviously you're competing in an NPC sanctioned event. There's not drug tested, right? You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm not saying you're going to do that. I'm just saying, I know that you heard here now. Justin said, "Get on gear." No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That, I know the people that you look at yeah, likely yeah, yeah. are all geared up. But uh, Jordan is actually a natural. Good he for does, him. Yeah, man. he does natural. Good for and him. And he's never touched gear. So, and he told me exactly what you told me. Like, dude, the mental is gonna be fucking brutal, bro. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm excited about it. You know, uh, you know. And I say that now. And I know you're looking at me you're like, yeah, motherfucker, you say that shit now, but wait till you get down to the fucking trenches. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, because you've competed, right? Like 10 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, maybe I'll just come to you and have you help me. No, I will you. not help you. And I'll oh, tell you why. Because I, even though I've competed in it, I mean, I can help you little things here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But I am not the one to go start to finish because it is something that's so, such a, one of a, scientific process and understanding the the person's body where I don't I don't have the wherewithal to do that for somebody else and I wouldn't actually want to be held accountable responsible yeah. for that bro yeah, and so I'm not one of those people that does a show and is like oh I could fucking do a show I could do I could do one for you too no I don't think that way and I know most so many people like yes most of they don't have what it takes to concede what I'm doing right now and say no, man, I, even though I've done all these shows and I've been fairly successful at them, my, yeah. my placing, I'm not going to, I'm not willing to take somebody else on and be held culpable for whatever happens or doesn't happen with that person. Right. I'm just not, but I will tell you this when drugs are in the equation, it's a lot easier on the coach's end because you don't have, unless you're an IFB pro bodybuilder competing at the Olympia or Arnold, it's a lot easier to fucking mess up, but it still be okay. For that per like that coach can mess up, tell you macro wise and cardio wise more than what's needed, and you'll still look fucking good. Whereas if it's natural, natural competitor, you fuck up with any one of those variants, that person will look fucking depleted, emaciated looking, and they'll actually you'll worsen their metabolic rate, you'll worsen their T3 output, you'll worsen them at looking their best come show day. There's a lot of variables, and I'm just touching, I'm skimming the surface here. Right. That's why I would never take anybody on. It would, it would charge more of my mental capacity that I'm even able to dispense with in terms of that. Yeah. So for that reason, that reason only, I, I'm sure that the person or, or persons that are 
taking care of you are yeah. well versed and well understood in this dynamic and they could absolutely do it if it were me and this is what i did i hired a coach that i put money into lots of money that i did everything he told me to do and this guy was not just a guru this guy had a track record of fucking multiple natural bodybuilders he made turned professional he himself was a natural bodybuilder 20 years in the fucking making doctorate everything right like i paid to have that person take care of me i would not do it any other way if i was to do it again which i'm not going to compete again i don't have any plans at least i would not do it if it wasn't that way again come on man dude i'll pay like a million dollars million dollars no i don't i don't know i can't i can't dang dude can't get you there (laughs) but um i'm telling you bro it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it like I'm, I'm, look, I'm saying your people. I'm sure they could take care of you. Yes, I'm just saying that. Let's say that they're like, "Eh, man, I don't want to do this anymore." It'll be worth it for you to hire somebody else, right? You know, what and I mean? I've actually, I, I've, I've looked into that, and my goal right now is to get down to two thirty before by the first of the year. That's goal one. Once we start getting into prep, once I hit two thirty. And I have a good feeling I'll probably hit it by like November, right? That gives me all of December because the show's not until the end of April. That's like, I want to say like 16 weeks, right? That gives me all of December to get to, if Jordan doesn't want to coach me for some reason, right? Or something like that, it helps me find a coach for the next 16 weeks. Does that make sense? Yeah. But here's the thing you're not looking at. I'm not. You're not looking at the holidays. And you're saying you're going to get I don't to celebrate. Whatever. You just celebrate food? Well, yeah, but All like. All right, bro. So here's yeah. the thing. So here's the thing. <laughs> you like food, bro? Yeah, dude. Well, then you fucking celebrate. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you're, more, you, you're more often than not likely not going to stay at 230. You have to give yourself some cushion room here. Because even in the event that you bump up to 240, because. Your body is more prone to now at that point wanting to put more body fat on because it's so low from what it's used to. Right. That you have to be extra careful. And that's why I usually struggle, right? I get low and I get lean and I'm like, oh, I can eat whatever I want. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, Bleh. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost as if you can't give yourself a break for December. You have to diet all the way through. Absolutely. So essentially you're not on... You're on a however many weeks out we are from April. That's how many weeks out you are. Yep. And it's a constant. You started whenever you started. And that is now this is your prep. This You're in your prep right now, bro. Here's the biggest thing. And, and I thought about that too. I was like, dude, you're literally in your prep right now. I literally thought of that. Thought, of the, thought about that while I was doing uh, cardio in the gym. I literally thought about that. I was like, you know what, dude? You're actually in your prep right now because you have a goal you're getting down to. And then you got to get to there. Um, What's the crazy part is WrestleMania weekend is the first weekend in April in Hollywood, California. And that is a huge event for me. WrestleCon is a huge event for me. And I'm going to be there for like four or five days. And that is four weeks right before the comp, like three weeks before the competition. Right? So I'm going to need to do, I'm going to have to cardio while while I'm there. And I'm going to have to bring all of my food. I already plan on bringing all of my food and all of that with me, you know, and yeah, I I know I have a lot of um, struggles in the way, 
right? But I still believe I can manage everything I need to get done. Yeah, not to be sub 8%. You're not, it's not going to happen. I'll tell you why. Why? Because mentally, you're going to be in a fucking fog three weeks out of contest if you're doing it diligently you're you're applying yourself diligently in this process and you ha- you know you have what it takes to get to the conditioning that they're going to find you appreciable for the lineup in terms of the bodybuilding competition or else you won't compete and you'll get dead last the thing about bodybuilding competition is conditioning conditioning it's not just size and aesthetics it's conditioning right that doesn't mean having abs that means having fucking etched abs. That means having etched obliques. That's a whole different monster conditioning wise than a beach body lean. Let's be realistic about this. Let's be okay? realistic. Shoot for 10%. Shoot for 10% body fat. That's not going to be stage worthy, but that's going to be practical provided you're not on drugs with that much time and that much time towards the show. And then you doing, you being able to be a fair amount of body fat to where you have energy to put forth anything in the wrestling game. It's not that, that level of mental drought that you're going to be in. You're not anticipating that because you haven't been there. So I I understand it. it. However, I have, and I can tell you that that's going to be a big player in the, in your ability to do anything, anything physical, much less, arduous well, like fucking wrestling the reason why i'm going to wrestlemania is i'm not like the wrestlemania weekends i'm not going to be wrestling right i'm gonna be doing exactly what we're doing here right because i'm starting it's kind of a cool little transition here so i'm starting up coffee with sledge again which was what i started during the pandemic was i was bringing people on and we're doing it and i was doing interviews with them just exactly what we're doing here but i'm going to be doing that while i'm on the road so the reason why WrestleMania weekend is so big and why WrestleCon is so big is because I have access to so many wrestlers there. So I'm going to be knocking out interviews. So I'm not going to wrestle. I understand. You know that what I'm makes saying? More sense. Yeah. I'm not. Go- that's more doable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to wrestle. I know. I know. I was like, he probably thinks I'm going to fucking go wrestle like three or four fucking times. No, I might wrestle. I, I might wrestle once if that, it just depends on how I feel. Right. But I'm going to do this. Gotcha. I'm going getting, you know, at my hotel, cause I'm staying at the WrestleCon hotel, um, is bringing people up to my room and doing exactly what we're doing here and banking content. Yeah. That could work then. Absolutely. That's exactly. I thought you were wrestling. No, nah, man. My, that, my apologies. No, you're good, dude. You're good. So that's why I'm like, it's going to be very important that I have my food with me and you know, the gym is cardio and all that stuff because I'm not going to be wrestling. I'm going to be doing interviews just like this because coffee with sledge was such a big success when it, not a huge, not a huge series, but a big success and helped me get onto Twitch that I want to bring it back because it's an itch that, especially in the world of professional wrestling, that not many people have from the wrestler's mind. They have guys like guys that I look up to like CVV and Sean Ross Sapp, but they're not in-ring competitors. So they're doing interviews with wrestlers, but not as like a wrestler and wrestler. You kind of understand what I'm saying? So now I can really get in the depths of, you know, and and and, and get stories out of them. And, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
And I'm very excited about this project. And my Twitch community has been fantastic to help me get this project started because they're super excited about the project because I have so many connections in the wrestling business. Why not use my connections in the wrestling business to do this and doing hour long podcast and doing it? You know, I'm kind of ripping you off a little bit. No, I'm joking. I'm doing, doing exactly kind of like how you're doing it is you're, you know, I'm not going to be live on YouTube like we are now. I'm going to record it and then I'm going to upload it to YouTube later and then, you know, upload it, cut, rip the audio from it and then go on to, uh, the audio part will be on all the podcasting platforms and then you'll get the YouTube, um, when I, when I upload it to YouTube. So then you'll have it. You could be listening to me wherever the fuck you are. So nice. that is the, um, that is the plan of attack. Well, coffee was such. We I did that with you. You right? did. Well, long time. Long ago, time ago, like bro. It was like two ago. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And we did it through Zoom, right? We did it through, through Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. I remember I had to like be like, yo, bro, like, um, I'm not actually paying for the subscription for Zoom, so like, I'm gonna call you back. So it restarts <laughs> my 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm a fucking cheap. I was a cheap ass, bro. Like, fuck, you know. But I had like people like during the pandemic, guy, bro. And these are probably names that you that you probably have no idea who the fuck they are. But I had people like Angelina Love, Sonny Kiss, Jay Lethal. Um, I had um, who else did I have? I had so many people. All pro wrestlers. All pro wrestlers, bro. And then I had I had you. Um, I had um, another motivational speaker. And what's gonna be cool about Coffee with Sledges is, is I'm gonna be able. to uh, to go on the road with it. So when I'm at a wrestling event and say, I don't know, f- fucking Chris masters is there, which you, you probably don't know who he is. The masterpiece. He's fucking Jack looks great. One of my, one of my homies. And we get to these events. So fucking early sometimes. Cause call times like four shows, not until seven. And you're the main event. You don't go on until like fucking nine 30. Oh. Right. So you're fucking sitting there twiddling your fucking thumbs. Right. I'm thinking to myself, why not fucking just knock out a podcast with these motherfuckers? Right. Find a fucking corner, set up my laptop and my mixer, two microphones, a camera, go to town. Right. You know, knock out an hour episode, bank it, boom. Whoever I'm on shows with. You know what I mean? So everything's going to be able to be traveled for, or travel with. That's the travel studio. Right? And now, from the travel studio, if say I'm not on the road, right? I can invite people to my house like you stealing it uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm building my garage into a studio exactly like what you have. So then I can have you or any comedian that's coming through or anything like that. Come to my house, knock out an hour podcast and you know, boom, knock it out. And that is the plan of that has been another excitement is exciting thing that I've had plop into my lap and it was an idea that I had that was like yo why the fuck don't you do this because you have access to so many fucking people and it's like yeah that's a great idea and I pitched it to a couple people and they're like dude that's a fucking niche that not many people Cole Cabana used to do it but since he signed with AEW he doesn't do it anymore so it's kind of like this open ended niche so it's like fuck it why not Slide on in there, you know. Well, it complements your Twitch, right? Yeah, and it complements my Twitch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the good thing about you is that you're a conversationalist, and you're not you're not just an intimidating presence. What? That that otherwise just bullshit. That otherwise people would (laughs) would, otherwise people would see you as man. It's like you can conversate and you can listen and you can you can 
you have there's a reciprocity element there that's with you that maybe isn't with certain people that right. co- are in conversation with one another. Like the exchange is very, very easy and comfortable with you. You know what I mean? One of the biggest things that I notice with people that do podcasts is like sometimes they can't hold a conversation. And sometimes when you get a guest who doesn't really like doing interviews or doesn't like talking a whole lot, you have to bring something out of them so they feel more comfortable with you. So then you're just vibing, right? Because that's exactly what we're doing here. We're just vibing. Yeah, man. Yeah. We don't have a fucking script. You know what I'm saying? We literally sit down and we vibe. Hey bro, what's up? What's on your mind? And we just vibe. And then next thing you know, fuck dude, like we're an hour and a half in and you feel comfortable. I feel comfortable. And bam, now we could do like we're doing right now. Round two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so, it's, it's like, it's like a caveman, you know, it's so stupid. It's like easy, you know, (laughs) but but it's not though. A lot of people get very scared by this or by these and all that. And the lights and the cameras and all that other shit. A lot of people get very intimidated by that. Right. Yeah. Especially when you go, we're live and they go, Ooh, yeah. Uh, So how are you doing today? Fine. Cool, man. What do you got going on with yourself? Oh, you know, stuff. Cool. You want to talk about that stuff? Sure. <laughs> you understand? What I'm- I haven't had anybody that bad, <laughs> bro. But, but bro, I've had, bro. I've, I've, I've listened to some fucking interviews, bro, and I'm just like, wow. Perfect example: Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. If you if you listen to Jay Lethal, he doesn't do a whole lot of podcasts, right? Because he doesn't really like doing them, and he did it as a favor to me. And you could tell he was very like standoffish with it to a point. So I'm like, okay, I got to get this guy comfortable with me. So I like cracked a joke or something or said something. I'm a fucking goofy motherfucker, you know? And he started laughing. And then he's like, oh, that brings up a story. And then next thing you know, his mind's going about a story. And then he tells the story and the story leads to another story. And then, and now we're off to the fucking races. Now he's telling me about the time that Kevin Nash ribbed him in the back of his car and all this other shit. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's awesome. And I get, and I'm like, yo dude, like if I can do this and I entertain people Monday through Friday on Twitch for six hours and I'm doing exactly what we're doing here besides we're watching wrestling. And, um, and my audience is growing. When I first had you on the pod, when I first had you on the podcast, I was maybe streaming to maybe five people, right? I had, I had, I had Angelina Love, who's one of the most well-known women, trailblazing professional wrestlers, stream to 10 people with her on, with shitloads of advertisement. Bro, I'm now almost around like 50 to 60, and that's live. Yeah. Sometimes 100, 150, 200, and that's live, bro. That's live. Yeah. That's people interacting in the chat. That's people like wanting to be there. And then the community is growing huge. So I have the discord, right? Where people could go and be part of the discord. And then we're chatting in the discord. So everybody is connecting with me, but then they're connecting with other people as well. And a lot of relationships have came out of that discord, like friendship relationships and all that stuff. And now we're a full fledged community. We call it Olive Garden. It's funny. We call discord Olive Garden because when you're here, you're family. 
You know what I mean? That's exactly what we call it, you know? And it. people that pop in, they're like, where's the breadsticks? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm it. saying? So yeah, we call it Olive Garden. It's like when you're here, you're family. Well, and what you've done is you've also kept at it, man. So like Bro. we're at 10 people that would have Bro. been discouraging to a lot of people. And they'd be like, fuck it. I'm, I'm stopping. Bro. And how long were you at five or 10 people for? Lots of lot. lots of weeks, Dude, man. Bro, I'm telling you right now that my Twitch didn't start <clears throat> kicking off until this year. Until I went full force at it. And like social media has helped tremendously. Like TikTok has helped tremendously. You got to get on the TikTok game. Dude, I'm telling you, it's going to help everything. TikTok is, if you use the right tools for the right reasons, it will kick off the right way. You know what I mean? And TikTok has really helped out and people that go and pop into the chat. And a cool thing about it is like, you see first time chatter, right? And they go, Hey, what's going on? Sledge. I'm like, yo dude, uh, fucking Steve four one five, dude. Cool, man. Welcome in, man. Where you out of? He's like, oh, dude, where are you out of and how did you find us? Because I don't say me. I say us as in the community, right? Collective. Because it's not me. It's our community. Because I'm not shit without them. And they go, oh, man, I found you on TikTok. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So then we have a little TikTok emote. So we put everybody put the TikTok emote in there. Boom. Everybody put the little TikTok emote in there, right? So it makes them, once they come in, they feel welcome. They feel like they're already part of the community. They've been there for fucking months. And then that makes them want to stay. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to be part of the Discord, man? Exclamation point Discord, right? They put type it in. Boom, my Discord link comes up. They click it. Boom, they're in the Discord. And everybody's saying hi to them in the Discord. You know? I've helped people. People have told me this personally. That I've helped them through depression. And because they know that I'm consistent... And they can tune into my stream and it's always very uplifting and the people in there that is uplifting, but they don't realize that they do more uplifting to me than I do for them because my, I'm nothing without my community. I love my Twitch community and without them, if I didn't have Twitch bro and I got released, we wouldn't probably be sitting here. You know what I mean? Like I would be in some fucking, I, I don't know what I would be doing. You know what I mean? So like, that's one of those things, man, where it's just like, and Twitch is going to continue growing. It's going to continue growing. I will, dude, it'll probably be, you know, every time I turn around, man, it's growing. Every time I turn now there's TwitchCon. Now I can go to TwitchCon and get, you know, pass out flyers or pass out whatever the fuck, you know? Well, it's the hardest thing to gather momentum, but once you gather momentum, it's like a tumbleweed. It just keeps collecting Bro. and collecting. You know, but the the onset of you gathering the momentum is the hardest thing. It's hard, man, to get to get going. But once you get going and you gather the momentum, man, like I said, you just like a tumble. We collect so much debris along its path. Yeah, and you just have to keep grinding. That's the big right. part is grinding. I know, like you said, I could have got easily discouraged. Oh, I'm only viewing for ten people, four people, five people, two people. You know, dude, I have fucking 20 to 30 people waiting for me to go live on my countdown screen. And I didn't even have that in viewership when, you know what I'm sure. saying? I didn't even have that on viewership. And now I got that waiting for me to go live 
every single day, Monday through Friday. Well, the beautiful thing too, is that in two years or three years from now, you're going to look back on our conversation and you're going to laugh at the amount of people that you had once following you because you're going to be in the thousands. I will never laugh at it. Because what I I'll mean be, is but you're going to look at right. it like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was ecstatic with 200 when now I'm getting 2000 or 3000. Right. I'll always be grateful. Of course. Always be grateful. I know we're live on camera. I'm like, dude, I got, I got to pee. All we right. Gotta, let's just say I got to pee. We got to piss. We're going to take pee, a quick man. pee break. We'll be right back. Dude, we're back. All right. We're back. Pee break. <laughs> We're back. So take we're, take twelve. Where are we at? Uh, we were talking about uh, we were talking about Twitch, and we were talking about how oh your audience is growing. My audience is growing, man. And like I believe you are going to grow too, right? Which you already have, right? I believe, especially with all the new stuff that you're doing, which I I, I hit you up. I fucking nerded out. Come a fuck, you know. When it comes to audio and video and all that shit, dude. Like I nerd out. I'm like, oh, fuck, what do you got, bro? Like, do, 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 you know, because my studio at home, my Twitch studio at home is redonkulous. I've spent way too much money in that motherfucker, bro. I got four fucking DSLR cameras running. I got fucking lights. I got it all. And it's just like for to be a Twitch streamer, you don't need that. But the way I look at it is I want to separate myself from everybody else. You know? I want people to come to my, sh my stream and have an experience. I want people to go and go when my camera switches to that back camera and you can see all of my gear and they go, a lot of people go, Oh dude, that's fucking badass." First time people in there, you know, bam, now you got a side view of me, you know, and you see what's on this wall, you know? And then if I want to, I can stand up because I have a stand up camera, you know? Like a stand-up camera is going to go away once I get a, uh, one of those uh, electronical desks that like oh, yeah. stands up, right? Because I, you know, I'm streaming for six hours, but you got to stand up a little bit. Sure. That, that back fucking, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, man, like I, when I bring people to my stream, I want them as experience. And like, you know, what I was talking to you about sound quality and, and, and video and, and all that stuff, right? Like that's very important to me because the way I look at it is like, you don't want to go and watch like a, uh, some people do. Some people do want to go watch like a, you know, movie with bad audio and bad video. That is a thing like independent movies and stuff. That's a thing. Right. And a lot of people are into that. I'm personally not. When you go and watch a Marvel movie, you want the audio to be good and you want the sound to be good. And that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, like I want the sound quality to be good. I want the video to look good. And, um, and when people come to my Twitch and it's crazy because where I started to where I am now. When I first started, I started with a webcam and like a $20 microphone and my sound quality, dude, it, you listen to the old stuff that I did, even with you, I had to bare bones, right? And my sound quality was shit. I was doing it in my garage, super echoey, you know? And yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been a cool two years to watch my full, the full thing really grow into what it is now it hasn't been two yeah i just passed my two years on twitch and i'll be uh um i'm looking forward to you know continuing and seeing where i am next year dude what do you think you'd be doing if you didn't find twitch if twitch didn't exist what would you be doing i don't know that's the big that's the big thing bro it's like i have no fucking clue at all like i, I have no idea what i would do well, especially you, when i especially me going and being off television and all that shit 
and, and not wrestling and no idea. No fucking clue. You wouldn't just get a job? I probably would. I would have to. You have to. I would have to. I have a contract. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I have a contract with Twitch now. Oh, nice. Yeah. I forgot to tell you that. When did that happen? Yeah. So, uh, two months ago? Three months ago? They so just they, reach out to you and they... Yeah. So, I met them actually in Dallas. Twitch was in Dallas. So, I, I reached... I, I sat there and talked to them and I showed them like my TikTok and all this stuff and hey, I'm really trying to build my Twitch channel and all this stuff. And then um, they reached out to me and asked me to be in their sports program. And, um, they, uh, they, they offered me a three month contract to see how I would do. Right. Because you know, like we've offered sports people three month contracts and like their numbers stay the same. Like they don't really take advantage of what we're offering. So I get paid per view now. Right. I get paid per view. And they bundle up my views at the end of the month and then they pay me out. And a lot of people, because Twitch isn't a full-time job to a lot of people. Twitch is, I go to work and then I come home and Twitch and hopefully I can make it as my full-time job. The beautiful thing that I've been able to do is I've been able to maintain Twitch while during the pandemic. And after I got released, I still had some money in the bank. So I was still able to go and pursue Twitch hard. And now Twitch is paying my bills. You know, and they offered me a three month contract right before the three month contract was up. They extended my contract um, to the end of the year. Nice, man. Yeah, so they dude. saw some promise in you. Oh, dude. Like I re I talked to them and they're like, bro, like you're fucking killing it. Like, why would we not? And I'm like, eh, you know, and I had a buddy who got me into Twitch. You know, he's the one who got me into Twitch. He told me about Twitch years ago and I was like, ah, fuck it, eh. you know. And then um, finally got into Twitch and they offered him because he's a wrestler too. They offered him the sports program too, but he just couldn't commit to it. And they cut, they cut his deal. And were you always streaming for six hours a day? No. So that gradually built up. Yeah. So I, yeah, no, I was not streaming for six hours a day. I would only stream for maybe when I had you on, like when I was doing the interviews, I would only stream for like an hour. I would do the interviews and be done. And then I started playing video games, right? I love video games. Right. And that's you. That's what Twitch is. That Twitch platform was built for gamers, but other people have turned it into musicians play on there. And, and like, you could be live on Twitch right now doing interviews or doing whatever it is. Right. <clears throat> so, um, when I got into, um, I would, I would go until probably about, I'd maybe do like maybe three hour streams, you know, just depends on like my view rate and stuff like that. And um, when the sports program came to me, when Twitch did, I and to make the numbers that I want to make and the money I want to make, I did the math, sat down, did the math, said, yo, you need to stream five days a week at six hour increments. So it's like a full time job. Right. And and what and. I started 1030 Pacific Daylights time. So, and that's like, you know, 130 East Coast time and I can go through all the times and shit. But like, um, I, I had to start streaming six hours to make, to make the money I wanted to make so I can sustain the living that I wanted to sustain. You understand what I'm saying? And um, honestly, I enjoy it. I look forward to it. You know, I don't dread, I used to dread being on Twitch. Um, 
like when I first got cut from my contract, because people would pop in my Twitch and be like, yo, so what are you going to do now? And da, 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 right. And like, what's cool about my community? Like they tell those guys to fuck off. Yo, fuck off. Leave them alone. You know, people that come to my Twitch, you know, and they find me from ring of honor. My community is so cool, dude. And I have like mods and stuff. If like, they feel like they're asking too many questions about like me personally as a wrestler, like, like a podcast, they'll cut them off. They'll, they'll tell them, Hey, just hang out. We're here to hang out. We're not here to ask fucking 300 fucking questions, you know, with sledge. Like, because I, I, I'm not here to do a podcast. I'm here to hang out with you guys. You know, if you ask me a question about something about wrestling, I'll probably answer it. Yeah. But if you constantly keep asking me a bunch of fucking questions about wrestling, sooner or later, I'm going to ignore it. And then people that I, I ignore get really fucking mad, but I don't have to answer you. That's the thing. I don't have to. If I feel like you're being an annoyance, I don't have to answer you. My my community will answer for me. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's great, man. So yeah, to 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 make the money I want to make, I I was like, yeah, I got to do six hours. You know, I did uh, and I had audio quality today. Oh fuck, fuck. I dude, Windows updated my computer. Fucked everything up. Went live today. I had no uh, no microphone. My my mixer. I had to reroute everything in my mixer and all this stuff. Fuck you, Windows. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Windows. Um, so yeah, I was uh, I was behind on stream for about an hour, and then um, I had to run over here and do this with you. So uh, they only got I think five hours of me, but that's fine. Some days, some days it's not always six. I try to do six. But sometimes I got other shit I got to do. I am yeah. a human being, you know, but I do watch alongs too. So like when, when we have a, when there's a big wrestling pay-per-view by law, by Twitch, by Twitch guidelines, I cannot by law show the pay-per-view, but I can have the audio going and you can do my live reactions. Mm. So that's what I do. And you'll never understand how many people pop in just for that, just to listen to the audio, right? And then if you're a sub to my channel, you can actually go on my Discord and watch it. Well, I think that there's there are supporters of you, don't. So it's like they're they even new people. You. Oh, new people yeah, too. new people. Yeah, new people pop in. You know, I have like we have cla- like WWE like and I and I and I sort out these 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 pay per views. I don't do them all, right? Um. We're doing, uh, we got Clash of the Castle, which is a big WWE event that they're doing over in, um, in uh, Wells that they, have ne- they haven't done since 92. It's a big event. It's a big milestone, right? So it starts at 10.30 a.m. on a Saturday. We're going to do that event, right? We're going to do the kickoff show. By law, if the kickoff show is on YouTube, I can show it. So it's on YouTube live. I popped out on my screen. That kind of brings people in. And I go, by law, I can't do this. I can't show the pay-per-view. But if you want to go to my Discord channel and sub to my channel, you can watch it for free. So then they sub to my channel, which is like, I don't know, like four bucks. And then they go into my Discord and they watch it. You know? I saw the other day where you had a video game playing. It was you on the video game. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Tell me what that is. Um, so 2k 22 is, um, a WWE game, but you can create characters in the game 
and somebody created me as a playable character. And I've had this happen to me a number amount of times where I'm a playable character on 2K19 or 18 or stuff like that. And this is one of those characters that you can legitimately download and put it on your WWE 2K and play me as the Metalhead Maniac Sledge in a professional wrestling ring. It's pretty badass. Yeah. These guys get super creative. Like they go to like your Instagram. They look at your pictures. They look at your tattoos. They look at how you, what you wear to the ring, your shirt, all this. Like they really do a deep dive. They actually, (coughs) they do really well, like really well. So when you first saw that and when you first saw the first iteration of the sledge on a video game. Mm -hmm. And you started having little uh, plush dolls made yeah. of you and all that. So tell me what that did to your ego. Because any any person that has that happen to them, there's an element of ego that is raised. Mm-hmm. And it's how you work with that new extended ego that is going to play to your benefit or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it can worsen a person mm-hmm. or it can make them better. It depends on how they deal with it, essentially. So when I first, bro, when I first started wrestling, bro, I'm a six foot three. I'm fucking got a look and got WWE looking at me and shit. Dude, I had the biggest fucking ego, bro. Uh, bro, I had the biggest chip on my shoulder, bro. And no one could eat that fucking chip. You know what I mean? It was fucking huge. Um, but now kind of being grown up, I guess would be the best way to put it and being, um, I guess more humble because everything with WWE and all that stuff all kind of came crashing down because, you know, drugs and alcohol and shit. Um, by the way, I just passed my eight years clean and sober. Good for you, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Good for you. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, it's still kind of surreal, honestly. Like. People send me pictures of their kids playing with my fucking wrestling buddy. I'm a legit, like, I don't know, like if you, I don't know if you grew up with wrestling or anything like that, but like we had the, when I was growing up, we had the playable big wrestling buddies that you could, yeah, fucking, I've seen those, yeah. you could fucking beat up. I'm one of those that people can order and they can beat up. And I got people that it's kind of funny. I think it's funny is I have people that buy it and they're like, Oh, I get to sleep with sledge. You know, I think it's funny, you know? And then I got the people that, you know, I think it's funny. You know, I, I don't know. I got a weird humor. And then like. If it's women. It is. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, nice. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I have. Borat. Borat, bro. That's my new. That's going to be my new fucking wrestling outfit, bro. It's a fucking yellow gimmick, bro. <laughs> um, But no, and then I have their, you know, people with their kids playing with it and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I have. I, People wearing my shirt and, you know, stuff like that. And when I was first broke in, yeah, man, it was a huge ego. When I was fucking selling a shitload of merch and all that shit. Now it's just like, I'm just grateful, bro. Like, honestly, I'm just grateful. Like, I'm just very happy that people still think that I'm fucking relevant. Yeah. Best way to put it. Think that I'm relevant and that I'm worth a damn. And that they want to fucking hang out with me and interact with me. You know, it's still cool to me that I get recognized in a grocery store or in a fucking Walmart or, you know, bro, dude, like, uh, 
Saw you on Ring of Honor, man. Can I get a picture? Fuck yeah. Dude, I got recognized in the gym the other day. Some guy was like, yo, dude, like, I, I saw you on Instagram and like, I, you're like, I love your shit on Instagram, bro. Like, can I get a picture? Fuck yeah, let's get a picture. Like, I've had been stopped in airports and stuff like that. That's still cool to me. I don't sit there and ego it up and be like, I, it, for anything, man, I'm just grateful. Now, if you asked me 10 years ago, I'd be like, of course they wanted a fucking picture of me. I'm the fucking hottest thing out there right now. Fuck you mean? Of course. Me? Now? No. I'm, uh, I'm very just grateful for what I have. So what caused that transition? Um, pretty much almost being kicked out of wrestling because of my alcohol and drug addiction. Um, I was in a match that was, I was completely obliterated. I should not have walked out of that curtain. I was going through divorce and I was on pain pills and, 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 and alcohol. And I walked out in front of like a thousand people completely just out of my fucking mind. The promoter put it online and said, don't ever book this guy ever again. And he sent it to like a hundred and something promoters with, you know, everything on it, you know? And, um, it's still on the internet from what I understand. It's still on YouTube, which is fine. I've, I've came to terms with my demons, I've came to terms with everything. Um, so yeah, man, that was one of those things where it's like when I got sober and once I got sober and realized that I'm just grateful for living because I almost killed myself. I was ready to die. I had a gun in my hand. All I had to do was pull the trigger, you know? And I realized that life, you know, I'm just grateful just to be here. And now I'm just grateful for anything that comes my way, you know? And that's pretty much where it kind of changed for me, especially with me being older in professional wrestling. I'm considered like, a vet, I guess would be the best way to put it. Cause I've done stuff on television and a lot of the younger guys look up to me now when I walk into a locker room. And that was what I was saying when, what I was originally saying when we first started this thing was when people hired me to come in I didn't look the guy, I didn't act like the guy. I was just this blob of a guy, you know, that's sending a message to all that younger talent too. You know what I'm saying? So that's not the guy I want to portray. I want to portray the guy that people can actually look up to and be like, yo, Sledge, can you watch my match? Sure. I go and watch their match. Hey, what'd you think? And, you know, I'll tell them that, you know, I'll tell them, oh, don't get butt hurt. You know, be, before I watch a match, I tell people that all the time. Don't get butt hurt with what I say. You're asking me for my honest opinion. So if you're going to get butt hurt, I'm not going to watch. You know, no, 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 no. And some people, they say no, no, no. And they watch it and then you're real honest with them. And you could just tell them to get kind of very poo butt face, you know, but a lot of people are very open to it too. And that's honestly, all I want to do is just help people out in the wrestling business. I just want to help them out. I want to help people get better because if I can help people get better, I get better and everybody gets better. Yeah. There's an absolute reciprocity effect. Yeah. When and, you do that. And one of the big companies I work for is a company called Rocky Mountain Pro that has that does television. Um, they're out of Denver, Colorado. Um, they run a hundred and like twenty shows a year. That's insane. Number one wrestling promotion in Colorado. They have Impact uh, uh, Connections. 
and so on and so forth. And one of the big things I was talking, cause I have this thing on my show called Mercury Monday where the owner of Rocky Mountain Pro comes on and talks about what he has going on through the week. And he's one of my closest friends this past week. He was on my show and I apologized to him because this is a guy that flies me out and pays me to do my job. And I, once I got, and I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. I haven't talked to him cause he's been busy and I've been busy. And, um, I wanted to apologize to him and tell him, I'm sorry, dude, that you, I, I feel like you wasted your money bringing me out. I'm sorry that I didn't come out being the best that you paid me to do. And he brings me out every other month for four or five days, puts me in a nice hotel and hopes that I can help his guys get better, which his guys are phenomenal. What is your job when you do that? What do you mean? Console. What do you Yeah, do? wrestle. Hell, get in the ring with the younger talent and make them, bring them up to my level. So then when they go and wrestle somebody else, they bring them up to their level. You understand what I'm saying? So it's a fucking, it's a, it's a, it's a pyramid effect, you know? And I had decent matches because I worked towards my strengths, I guess would be the best way to put it. And that's storytelling. But I wasn't in physical shape to go. I wasn't in, you know, uh, physical or mental shape. I would dread going and wrestling. I would take it because I needed the money. I would dread it. I would, I would, I would be like, oh, fuck, I got it. Oh, fuck. Dude, I wrestled this last weekend. Now, since I've gotten out of my funk, first time in the ring last weekend, I had the f- most funnest time. I had a blast. And I was, a, I was, Bro, I had the promoter come to the back, pay me my money, and say, hey, bro, you might want to leave. He goes, we're at a vet's hall. And so we had a bunch of veterans. And I wrestled a guy named Sergeant Major from the Marine Corps. And I was being the bad guy, being the cocky asshole that I was being. And I, I, I said some things to get underneath the skin of the audience, which is my job. And, uh, I guess all of the, the crowd, the veterans wanted to beat the shit out of me and were waiting for me. Now that's when you know, you did your job right is when people want to beat the shit out of you. And he's like, here's your money. I'll see you on September 10th. Get the fuck out of here. You got it, dude. <laughs> well, how did you not enter? Enter? How did you not come into contact with them? We uh, went out the back door, grabbed oh. my shit. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, that's kind of scary. I've, bro, I've had, dude, I, and that's a fun thing is like I can be the biggest asshole in the world in the ring, biggest asshole in the world. I've had pizza thrown at me. I've had beer thrown at me. I've had, you name it, bro. I've had it probably thrown at me in the ring. People booing me, hated me, tell me they're going to kick my ass. I think one thing I, t- I think well, the guy, well, he was kind of a heavy set guy. Probably should have said this. Um, I was beating up on Sergeant Major. And I was like, yeah, dude, you're probably pissed off because you're not me. And guess what? Your blood sugar's probably pissed off too. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like stupid shit like that. But it's like, <clears throat> you got this big dude holding a beer and fucking, you know, and his blood sugar's probably super fucking high. You know, because he's not probably the healthiest motherfucker in the world. 
you know? And yeah, I said it and really pissed him off. Apparently, you know, I'm sitting there looking at a girl, you know, next to her husband, you know, and she's booing the shit out of me and the husband's booing the shit out of me, you know? And I just look at her and go, you're just pissed off. Cause you're going home with him and not me, you know, yeah. little shit like that will piss people off. Yeah. And I'm not doing anything. I'm just being a bad guy. Just being a heel. Well, yeah, I mean, but that is, by extension, doing something. But yes. it's fine. I understand what you mean. You know but, what I mean? But it's not the worst that you could do. You know, you're just you're just being a commercialized prick. Right. You know, on so, purpose. Right, exactly. Because when the baby face, I'm the heel. I'm the bad guy. So when that Sergeant Major gets up and he starts kicking my ass, the crowd wants him to get up and kick my ass. The crowd wants him to get up and beat the living shit out of me. So when he's legitimately beating the shit out of me, like not legitimately, but you understand what I'm saying. When he's getting up on me, the crowd's going up and that's what I want them to do. I want them to go. Up. I have every single person in my hand and I play them like a puppet. That's a beautiful thing about my job. That's what I love about pro wrestling is I can play everybody in my hand like a fucking puppet. I can make them love me one minute and I can make them hate me the next and I can make them love me again. And that's just playing with people's emotions because that's what I'm there to do. I'm there to get them invested in what we're doing. I'm not there. So the person in the front row can sit on their fucking cell phones. Best case scenario. I want them to pick up their cell phone and record, you know? Yeah, that's my job. And that's what I forgot that I love. You know, I forgot that I loved wrestling. Wrestling, the, wrestling in and of itself is a little bit fake, right? I hate that word. Tell me. I tell really, me I, I know really that hate that. I really hate you said that. That's like, fine. That's fine. We're friends. Yeah. Um, and the thing yes. is, a lot of people know that wrestling isn't MMA, Correct. for example. Correct. So delineate what wrestling is in juxtaposition to something like a full combat sport. Like we are live theater, live theater. Okay. So yeah, but I'm, I'll right, you, I'm I'll, right then. It I'll is tell, fake. I'll tell, no, 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 no. It's not fake because you know, the difference. Yes. What we do is predetermined. Absolutely. Okay. But the ring hurts. Every time we take a bump in the ring, it's like a 35 mile hour car crash on our body. Take multiple of those. Take one off the top rope, which are eight feet up. Yeah, and nobody's nobody's contest, what, what, contesting no, 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 against but that. You, but no, 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 hold Fo- on. You, football is the same thing. What, exactly. You but, know? Right. Yeah. But I'm you, not saying it's fake in that regard. I understand that impact is real. I'm saying like in terms of like you just outlined the script essentially is what, already there. Right? I, I told a story. Yeah. Right. No, the and, script. Like no, it's no, predetermined. No, right. The winner and loser is predetermined. But a lot of stuff I do out there is very mad lip on the fly. I feel the crowd out and then I will call certain things in there. Right. I will have an outline, but you could be the good guy and you walk out in a town and they want you to be the good guy. Right. You walk out in that crowd and they're booing the shit out of you. Guess what? Your script that you put in the back goes right out. Because now you have to play the bad guy. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So So it's literally live. That's why one of the words that a lot of people use in, and this is such a fucking wrestling term and I fucking hate it, is botched. 
That's when somebody messes up, right? Botched. And a lot of people chant, you fucked up, you fucked up, right? Would you ever go to a live theater when somebody messes up a line or something like that and go, you fucked up, you fucked up? No. We are on the fly. We're going. We're going for 15 minutes. It's hard, 15 to 20 to 30 to however fucking long we're going. As hard as we fucking possibly can with the ropes hurting, the ring hurting, the turnbuckles hurting, not being able to fucking breathe because the guy, you know, whatever the fuck, right? Sometimes shit slips. Guy throws a punch. He legitimately punches you in the fucking jaw. The clothesline fucking right there as hard as you fucking can. Yeah, that shit is all body conditioning that you need to do to condition your body to do what we do. We There's people that in the NFL, there's people that are triathletes, there's people all over the mixed martial arts that cannot do pro wrestling because it's too fucking hard on their bodies. Yeah. WWE just had a tryout uh, over SummerSlam weekend with all athletes, 20 of them, got concussions and they only picked like 15 out of the group and they had like fucking like 75 and a lot of them quit because it was too hard on their bodies. You know what I'm saying? So when you take the word fake and you put it, that's why I hate the word fake. There's nothing fake about what I do. What I do is predetermined. Yes. But everything I do in that ring fucking hurts. So there's nothing fake about it. I'm so glad that I said fake, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because I knew well enough before saying that word that it might perhaps trigger you, and it definitely did. Yeah. And that's what I was looking for because obviously I understand to watch a wrestling match. It's not – they can't fake – a chair going across the back. That shit hurts. You can't fake someone's body slamming somebody on the floor. Shit of the hurts. Mat. But for purposes of our audience and what they probably understand wrestling as, it's kind of the white elephant in the room, and everybody automatically assumes it that, and they put that pejorative term on it. Absolutely fake. Okay. Absolutely. And you just cleared up for the audience what it really is by being triggered. True. And so sometimes triggering is a good thing, yeah. right? It's how you use it to your advantage. I'm going to kill you now, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the thing is, is that also I wanted to get, I want to get sort of a, not away from the wrestling, but you had, you had talked about your, like the, the the advent of getting into bodybuilding, getting Mm -hmm. into like preparation for the contest and everything. And Are you like, is there like an actual program you're following for weight training? Do you, how's your outline with that so far? I haven't, uh, have an outline with weight training. I've weight trained like my whole life and I know it's like totally different than weight training for bodybuilding and powerlifting and all that. I haven't got there yet. Um, I'm, re- I'm looking just to get my body to wear the two thirty mark. Or, and then if there's certain things I need to do and that's what I'm saying I'm a very novice at this and it's a very learning experience for me and I love to learn so yeah when it comes to like lifting and 
and all that stuff. Like I love to lift weights and you know, but if there's a certain way that I have to lift weights for a certain, for a bodybuilding competition, I don't know that. So yeah. Am I very novice at it? Absolutely. Am I willing to learn? Fuck yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't honestly answer, honestly answer and go, absolutely. I have a weight regimen that, that, that because so you train daily though, or yes. every other day or something Yeah, no, like I train, that. I train Monday through Friday and I take weekends off. I okay. usually sometimes, because like, like I have a show this weekend, you know, in Fresno, right? So I'll take the weekend off and I'll take, and I'll, and I'll have Sunday off, but I'll be right back in the gym on Monday. So I wanted to, that was something that I was just thinking about in my head as you were speaking up amongst obviously taking in what you were saying, but there was another thing too that I wanted to go back on. Yeah. There was. And this is this is quite fascinating between the genders, mm-hmm. male and female. As you were, were taking it back to when you were out of shape and you're around mm-hmm. your your colleagues, right? And right. they were like saying, "What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, why are you? You look like shit." Yep. Their terms, and they're basically telling, pointing out all your flaws or telling you where you're going wrong. Right. So you know, essentially, they were kind of shaming you. Now, whether or not you want to accept it as that I mean that's really what they were doing I, I don't accept it as that I think it was I because a lot of people I, I'm not a sugarcoat kind of guy give it to me straight you know what I'm saying so like if I look like shit tell me I look like shit you know what I'm saying like don't tell me I, yeah you look great bro like yeah 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 because that's just gonna you know oh maybe I do look good you know kind of thing tell me straight dude if I look like shit tell me I look like shit you know well did you ask them, do I look like shit? Um, they could tell something was off. Right. But, but my point is you didn't ask for their objective opinion. No, they just gave it to you. Essentially that coming from another, from a counterparty is going to come across as kind of shameful. Well, the way I look at it, and if that's the way people take it, that's the way that people take it. Cause people are going to take shit. However they want to take shit. Right. I kind of, I, in the best terms, it's kind of reached out to a point was like, you know, because like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm all right, man. Like, I'm just kind of, you know, eh. you know, so like I was already down. So like they could tell something was off, you know? And I tell them like, yeah, dude, I've just been in this depressive fucking state, bro. Like I can't get out of it. And they go, yeah, dude, I could tell you look like shit, you know? And like, I'm like, yeah, I do. You know, and that's okay to me. Yeah, but you were accepting of it. Yeah, because a lot of people, some people can't take the honest fucking truth. Sure. And that leads me to my next point. That was the impetus to you actually getting better and circumventing your situation. Absolutely. Whereas most or other people would have been like, especially if a female was to tell another female that, hey, Brenda, you Bitch. look like shit. Yeah, exactly. Bitch. It's, not gonna be well, it's not likely going to be well received, right? right? But men have been dealing with this for ages when their counterparts tell them, hey, man, you need to level up. Or they may not even say it verbally. You see it with the other person and it's comp- competition with you and it makes you want to level up and be better. Yeah. You know, so I mean, either way, it helps you, right? Yeah. And so that helped you become the sledge that you once were, maybe even better. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'm going to be better. I, I, I truly believe that I'm going to be a better version of myself and I'm really looking forward to the next six months to see where everything goes. So it's like, thank God for shaming sometimes. Th- thank God for shaming. Sometimes. Yeah. Bro, if it's I done, was, in the, done yeah. the right, if it's done in like the, 
you know, right. You know, I'm not saying, you know, shame somebody for, you know what I'm saying? But like, if you believe that they could take it, then yeah, t- tell them. Of course not. And you know? I, I agree with you on that, man. I remember him being at school and not even like high school, just grade school and being made fun of by my peers for like, for my teeth. I had a gap in my teeth and that they would make fun of me for being, having buck teeth and yeah. shit like that. And the feeling that it gave me, and this is by like men, other, not men, but you know, boys, boys. And I remember thinking, I don't want to feel that way, man. I got to fix this. And they're fucking brutal. Kids they're brutal, brutal, but, but almost to your, your advantage, it may be into your disadvantage in the moment, but how you circumvent it. And when you do, it's to your advantage because it causes you to level up. Yeah. And that's exactly what it did. It caused me to level up. And I had a number of, when a number amount of people tell you this, there's probably something that's going on. Like if it's one person, eh, their opinion fuck them <clears throat> you know when you have multiple people telling you this or you might want to start listening it's kind of the way i look yeah at it, you know like if it's one person eh, go fuck yourself you know yeah all right cool whatever but when you got like three or four motherfuckers telling you five fucking telling you yeah it might be time to fuck and they're close them. to you they're very close you to value you. their opinion yeah, yeah value their opinion and they can they know you you know what I'm saying? They know you and they know how good you are in the ring because they've seen you. They've been in there with you. They know how good you are. And then they look at you and they go, what the fuck happened? You know, they're okay. I, I don't, I didn't take it as disrespect at all. And I know that you're saying that, you, you know what I'm saying? I know you're saying that, you know, you don't take it as disrespect. Take it as leveling up. That's exactly what I did. I literally got on that flight home. That was a long flight home from Texas to think. And I just thought about changing my life, you know, and I've done the body transformation so many times. Right. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I do it and then I get comfortable and then I just start fucking eating again or something in my life happens. And I just start fucking eating again. Right now. I don't believe. I, I believe that I have so much going for me right now, even more than what I had that, and I've made it so fucking stupid easy because it honestly tracking your calories isn't hard, right? If you learn how to do it and a lot of people don't want to learn how to do it. And I did the same thing of like, I just eat salads. You lose all that fucking weight. Right. But then the minute you eat something, it all comes back. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not a sustainable way of eating. Right. So I'm learning the sustainable way of eating and me not having to eat the same shit every day. As long as I hit my macros, my fats, my carbs, and my proteins, we're good. You know what I mean? And I can have a cheat meal once a week, you know, cheat meal or whatever it is, whatever people want to call it, you know, but don't gorge yourself. Don't. Bro, my cheat meals were stupid back in the day. Like, I would try to do the rock cheat meal. Just, you know, and then you fall in that carb coma. You got half your food left, right? You know, go out and just, you can have a nice meal. You know, like, go, like, when I, after I was done wrestling, I went to Red Robin. I got, like, a burger, fries, and some stuff, and I tracked it. You know, but the next day, I was right back on my shit. You know? So, yeah, there's, and people slip up. It happens. People slip up. Like in what way? Like with eating. People mm. slip up. So is that 
as are you giving that as an allowance? No, 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 okay. no don't take, don't, don't, I, I, I don't take what I, what I'm saying is people sometimes slip up. I've slipped up a number amount of times. People slip up. It's okay to slip up to a point as long as you get back on track. Sure. Okay. And that was one of the things I forgot these last eight months was motherfucker. You got to get back on track. You can't just completely, just completely stay off the rails. You got to get back on track, you know? And yeah, man, I'm actually really enjoying what I'm doing, man. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying life again because fuck. I hated life for the last eight, the last eight months, man. I fucking hated it. I couldn't stand it. You know? Oh, seven months. Yeah. Seven months. Yeah. Where we at? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So during the time that you were here, last podcast. Oh, I fucking hate it. Right. And it wasn't anything personal to you or anything like that. But you could probably tell my energy is totally different. I don't know if you can or not. I can't, honestly, yeah. uh, a little bit. However, you're, you've been immersed in this type of character. And I'm not saying this is your character now. Right. But that type of a, a personality shift because you've been on TV and you, you have this character of Sledge. And it's, and it is you, but it's an extension of you. It's like an alter ego sort Correct. of thing. Yeah. But that you are such a good player of that, that, you know, you can put on and most of us can put on, Yeah. you know, reality is if you want to put on a specific facade for somebody, you can do it in the, in the, in the duration of our podcast was like an hour and a half or something yeah. like that. So it's like, yeah, absolutely, man. But I don't hang out with you enough outside of this to know what's, really you and what's not Correct. you know what i mean so yeah you played it i i will say this is a long way to way of saying you played it well oh well, I you know appreciate what i mean that. thank you and that just goes to show that people are battling demons and they don't they don't showcase them out in the forefront and you never know really it's so taboo battling man right it's so taboo everybody's afraid because they they don't want to look weak that's the thing is a lot of people don't want to look weak they think that if talking about their emotions make them look weak make them feel weak and the way that uh, the society has made it is you are weak. And that's shit. That is super shit because we should be able to talk about our emotions because we're all emotional people. Whether you believe it or not, we're all emotional people towards different things, towards relationships, towards food, towards whatever it is. My, I'm, I'm the, I'm, I, I'm be the first one to say when I get depressed, I go straight for food. When I get depressed, I go straight for food. You know, last time I was here, on an, last time I was here, I was on antidepressants. You didn't know that. You know, I, I stopped taking my antidepressants. Cause I don't feel like I need them. I feel like that was really blocking my mind. Was the antidepressants? Cause that's kind of what they do to a point. They block certain ways. So you feel like you're happy, but you're really not right. Cause that's kind of what they're meant to do. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's sort of artificial. Yeah, and bro, it was bro, it was, I, I I don't want to get too personal, you know what I'm saying? But antidepressants suck. They're fucking they're dog shit. And but at the same time though, is like if that works for you, do it. Okay, that's what you feel like you need to do to maintain. Do it. There's nothing wrong with it. But understand, sooner or later, you're gonna have to talk about your problems. Shit just doesn't go away. You're going to have to talk about your problems. And trust me, the time that you talk about your problems, whether it's on a podcast, out in the open, whether it's with a friend, whether it's in therapy, 
whether it's fucking in the park to a tree, it doesn't fucking matter. You're going to feel like so much weight is off your chest that you're going to feel so much better. Agreed. But at the same time, though, it doesn't fix anything. Okay? Fixes just a little bit. Because you have to fix more here in your mind because you got to reprogram that shit. Exactly. How do you do that? How do I reprogram my head? How do I reprogram myself personally is I set goals. A vision board, I think is one of the best fucking things. I don't know if you know what it is, a vision board, you know, put fucking goals up there. You know, bro, I just paid off one of my credit cards today. You know how fucking happy that makes me. I just paid off one of my fucking credit cards. That is, that makes me so happy. I know it's a, it's a little, yeah, it's the middle thing. It's, it's, the, the it's so little. I paid off one of my credit cards and I got one more credit card to go and I'm comp- two more credit cards. I got one more and then my best buy best buy keeps fucking me though. Cause I keep buying shit like this, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then like, I'm almost pretty much debt free. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, little goals, you know, to get to the bigger goal, you know, that probably did not answer any of your question, but no, no. But the thing is, is that what, what I tell men and people in general is if you're going to rewire yourself, you have to otherwise supplement or substitute the old behaviors with new behaviors. And the only way to do that is to do things that are serving for your own being and serving to yourself. Now, that is likely going to lend its hand towards contribution in the people around you, your community, oh, etc. When you contribute and then you actively engage in things that test you, test your willpower, your strength, your discipline, mm-hmm. and then you achieve those things, then they develop competency and that translates into confidence. Yes. And so these things, when you do these things in tandem, yeah. you have an easier way at rewiring the, the nervous or rewiring the the. Well, yeah, the nervous, the nervous, rather the neural pathways in yes. the brain. Yeah. You're way smarter than I am. I'm dumb as a box of uh, rocks. I'm not. Definitely not. And you fucking, you fake it really well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, now you got to come and do mine, bro. When I get my shit set up. Well, hurry up and get it done. Well, fuck, bro. I'm just going to steal your chairs because they're so fucking comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when can I expect to do that? Um, Let's shoot. What's today? What? Okay, month from now. You're gonna have everything in a month. Month from now. Okay. Say I don't. I'm ready. I'm ready today. Well, I don't have it today. <laughs> <laughs> but in a month from now, you're gonna come over to my pad, you know, and we're gonna do one of these. I love it. It's gonna I'm be ready. fucking awesome. Bro. Yeah, I love it. And, well, and then you're gonna walk in and be like, motherfucker, really did steal my shit. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I take it as a form of flattery, man. I really do. And that's why I said when you were joking about it, I'm like saying, take it. It's fine. Take well, it. Fine, dude. I'll walk out with a chair. I got a problem with it. <laughs> take my idea, asshole. Oh, oh the not idea. my furniture. My bad, dog. <laughs> you gotta you got you know, you gotta narrow it down, you know? No, but yeah, no, I got dude and it's all because of my community, man. It's all because of Twitch. It's all about my Twitch community, man. I love it, man. I, it's fucking they're supporting me, man. Well, let's keep doing it. Let's go. And uh, tell people where they can find you if they haven't, if they don't know already. It's really easy, man. Sledge805 on everything. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sledge805. You can catch me Monday through Friday at 1030 Pacific Daylights Time. Till 430? Till 430. 
Love it. Let's get that. Let's get that setup going, man. Let's I'm go, like, bro. All right. I'm excited, bro. Like I'm fucking smiling and shit, dude. I'm ready to go. I appreciate you being here, bro. Yeah, and dude, we'll I'm do so... it again. I'm sure in a few months' time. Let's go. Done. <laughs>